0: hey there everyone and welcome to speak now pro wrestling it's your girl denise salcedo and it is friday november 10th and i am feeling blue and that is right because here today we are here to talk about the blue brand wwe smackdown and guys what a show it was today this was a really good episode of smackdown that i cannot wait to get into like this was a good one today so uh before we get started uh First and foremost, thank you so much to everybody who's here on a Friday night. I appreciate you guys very, very much. And we're going to go ahead and start things off by thanking Sheldon Jackson, who just sent in 10 more DWO memberships, continuing his streak on here. So thank you so much to Sheldon for the love. We also got a super chat here from Call Me Crazy, who says, Does Cora J debut at Survivor Series against damage control? We have not seen. Cora Jade in a good amount of time. We have been seeing some people get called up to the main roster. We just saw the Creed Brothers go to the main roster, as well as Ivy Nile along with them. Whether or not we see Cora Jade be one of those names is still yet to be seen, but we've got some good stuff to talk about, especially today. I feel like there's at least three real big stories to get into. One of them is going to be the women. The other one is going to be LA Knights Grayson Waller, and then the other one is santos escobar and Rey mysterio so we definitely got some good stuff here today sheldon jackson sends in a super chat saying what a night of wrestling so far smackdown new japan pro wrestling lone star shootout is happening right now also a live rampage what a friday night for pro wrestling the amounts of wrestling that is on tv on a weekly basis at this point is just Ah, it's so much guys so freaking much but Sheldon, thank you so much for the love. And I hope you are enjoying all of the wrestling that you are watching. So thank you so much for getting us going here today. All right, everybody, let's go. So we got a lot of predictions here. So I'm going to get right into the stuff that went down with the women. And we'll get into predictions because as a lot of people are pointing out right now in the chat, this is definitely leading to war games for the women and damn did they spice things up guys they really really did it was interesting because this the situation on the women's side for war games was kind of looking like eh, okay like you really didn't know what direction completely that they were going to go in right you probably had some idea but after tonight we do know exactly where they are headed and for the most part you know we already know what's going down with the men that one was kind of predictable at this point but for the women there was still a little bit of a question mark up in the air? Well, I think for the most part, we got a lot more answers this time around. We have a Chris, a super chat from Chris Ludeck, who says, I honestly loves Bailey's work as a heel. She did amazing work with Sasha and the Thunderdome and now has damage control expanded as a featured act. So here's the thing like I know for the longest time, we were talking about the breakup of damage control because legitimately that's what we thought was going to happen we all kind of thought that bailey was going to turn on Sky. like how many times weren't we sitting here waiting thinking that it was going to happen and even though they had teased it it looks like they didn't tease it in a way, or how do I explain this? It almost seems like they went back on it a little bit because they had teased it for a long time. Even commentary had been saying, oh, there's trouble within damage control. Let's not forget that Bailey herself volunteered EO to be in a triple threat match to defend her championship. And so we all thought we knew where this was going, but then Bailey ended up always having Io's back and she never turned on her. And there were some moments where you're like, oh shit, I thought it was gonna happen here today. And then it didn't, right? Okay. So then, when Kairi Sane comes in, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to clearly cause some sort of drift between EO and Bailey. And of course, by default, Dakota Kai, because she's part of the team. And I'm so happy because today they, they basically promoted in advance that Bailey was going to be addressing the future of damage control and a lot of people thought that this was going to be Bailey coming out here and being like I'm done uh call it quits it's over right especially with the addition of Kyrie. Sane well that's what I thought too and I'm so happy that things ended up working out an entirely different way so Bailey comes out and she starts talking about all of the things that she has done for damage control and how much she has benefited damage control, right? So then the rest of the girls come out. And it kind of with EO sky, I could kind of like not really get how do I explain this? She was hard to read in the sense that I didn't know if she was going to totally go up against Bailey or if she was going to side with Bailey. Dakota Kai was more of the peacekeeper. She was basically saying, Hey, just because Kyrie's here does not mean that we have an issue with you. We could be better. Like, don't you see it? We can be better. And Bailey is kind of not having it. And Kyrie takes the mic and she basically says, I respect you as the leader of damage control and she offers up a hug and tells her she forgives her and there's this forced hug between all the members of damage control right because even bailey at the end she had a little bit of a smile but that smile was like the mona lisa like you really weren't sure what to make of it and it kind of looked a little bit more like she didn't really want to be part of the group but then before all of this we end up getting a match that is made. So we had a confrontation after the hug, after the hug went down between all the members of Damage Control, we had a confrontation where Bianca Belair comes out and you guys know she has been out here trying to seek her revenge on Damage Control after the attack that they did on her and everything that occurred at Crown Jewel and moving forward. So she comes out and she ends up bringing out both Charlotte and Oscar. Now Charlotte and Oscar are going to be teaming up with her in the six woman tag. Our main event for the night is the six woman tag damage control versus Charlotte versus Bianca versus Oscar. And it is during this match where we end up seeing Oscar turn on her teammates for the night, Charlotte and Bianca. And she sides with her former tag team partner in Kairi. As you guys know, they were the Kabuki Warriors and now looks to be joining damage control. And so now we got all of these girls in damage control. It's this big power group. Obviously Dakota Kai is still injured, but she's still part of the group there and she was there as well. But guys, I'm so happy because this does multiple things. One, obviously, it sets up the War Games match, right? We've got to find out who's going to be teaming with Bianca and with Charlotte. Most likely, you're going to include Shotzi in that because she was part of this, helping them out as well. And so it does that. It sets up the War Games, right? But I didn't want Damage Control to break up. Even though we had been teased that it was going to happen, I didn't want it to happen because I love having these very, very strong, dominant female groups in the WWE like it's kind of rare to have something like damage control, especially of this size. Usually you get you know, your female tag teams, right? It's like two people, then you get maybe groups of three, right? We've seen a couple of them throughout the years. But to have a group like this, like damage control with more than three members to me is very exciting. Not only that, but having I mean, I'm pretty sure down the line, we're still going to see some sort of breakup or some sort of shenanigans occur. But for right now, everyone is on the same page. And that's what I like, like they all look freaking cool together. But also this does a lot in the sense that I kind of felt like Oscar, was sort of n- really left out like she really wasn't they weren't really having her do anything and I feel like now this gives her a purpose and her being part of damage control to me just makes things so much better for Asuka because they tend to kind of forget about Asuka a whole lot and Asuka's is an incredible talent an incredible wrestler who should not be forgotten so I'm very happy that she has aligned herself with damage control. So let's get some thoughts in here. Let's see what the people are saying. we got a couple of super chats, so let's get to it. Now we've got, call me crazy here who says, that he meant Jade Cargill, but that works. <laughs> okay, so your original, your original super chat, you were asking about Cora Jade, but you actually meant Jade Cargill. I get it. The Js and the Cs, the Cs and the Js, reverse. Okay, I get it. So Jade Cargill, Jade Cargill has been the biggest freaking question mark out there because we literally do not know which brand she is going to be on. But if Jade Cargill were to suddenly come out and be part of this. I mean, I don't think anybody here would be angry about that. Darv Steven sends in a super chat saying with Kyrie, saying back, I have a feeling that Bailey is eventually going to get kicked out of damage control and Kyrie takes over as leader, plot twist. So yes, keep in mind, like leading from now up until war games, it's gonna be all fun and games in the sense that everybody's gonna get along, everybody's gonna be friends with one another. But the second, Something goes wrong the second. And also, I'm just going to say this right now. I want to see Damage Control win at War Games. I'm sorry. I feel like if they win at War Games, it's just going to make them so freaking dominant. And then, and they need it. Like, they're a faction. They're a group now. And even afterwards, you can continue to tell the story with once again, Bailey kind of being ousted out from the group. So I think we're all still expecting that at some point, but at least not right now, because right now they all got to be friends. Dream Ninja 77 sends in a super chat saying some concern about putting all Japanese women together, but also three of the best wrestlers in the world. I am hyped. Uh, I don't know, man. i I'm I'm okay with it. They all like each other. They're all getting along. They all look great together. If we had an all Latina group together of all of these badass, kick ass Latina women, I'd be like, yo, let's effing go, man. Let's effing go. Shit, put me in there. Uh, William Buner who is a DWO member and has been for nine months. Thank you so much to William. Says, Great show tonight. Even better to be in the DWO. I appreciate you, William. We got a super chat here from Will Chisholm who says, Dragon Lee is crazy in the ring. Santos heel turn and poor Bailey just don't know they're turning on her after war games. Yeah, she's going to be the odd man out. And I wonder how this is going to also impact Dakota Kai. Like, I'm pretty sure she's going to stay with the group. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. She's also a key figure in this and we'll see where she kind of goes. She kind of gives me the vibes of, she's sort of, how do I explain this? Everybody knows the movie Mean Girls, right? Everybody here knows Regina, Katie, uh, Katie Heron, and freaking, um, oh my gosh, fucking, ah, I'm all here talking about freaking Mean Girls, and I'm blanking right now. I'm Karen. Thank you, Karen. I was thinking about it. I'm like, what is it, Karen? K? Ah, I know it's with the K. All right, so Karen, and Karen to me in the group for mean girl, she was obviously the dumb one right now Dakota Kai is not the dumb one. But she's the one that kind of goes with whatever is the popular thing to do. So Regina and Katie were more of like the dominant type, like they had to be a leader, right? And Dakota Kai feels to me like she's gonna go with whomever, right? She's gonna go with whomever is going to have her. That kind of seems like that's the vibe that I got from her today with her promo where she was telling Bailey like, oh, it's okay. Like we're all going to be better together. It seems like she goes with whoever is the majority votes, right? The majority rules. That's kind of the vibe that I got from Dakota Kai in this whole thing. Chris Ludex says, good point, Denise, on the teases of the breakup. Do you think that Damage Control loses at Survivor Series and they break up by the Rumble? I I don't want them to lose that Survivor Series, guys. I really, really don't. Because, okay, you're going to have, as of right now, what? We got Charlotte. We got Bianca, most like Charlotte, Bianca, most likely. With Shotzi. You're going... If they lose war games at Survivor Series, because all of these girls singly, individually are such big stars on their own. I feel like damage control would benefit a whole lot more from winning war games. That's where I'm at. Brandon Rosen says, Am I alone in thinking that they hot shotted Santos' heel turn? I feel like they could have stretched the story out until Survivor Series then pulls the trigger thought. Oh, Brandon, I cannot wait to get to this topic. I'm going to come back to your super chat in just a bit. Steven Marchuli says, Who helps Bianca and Charlotte? Uh, for sure, Shotzi was the one that I named. And then the other one I know some people are throwing out, Jade Cargill's name. And who else's name would be on there? I'm trying to see if I'm not thinking of someone. I know there's someone out there that I'm not thinking of. Give me a second while I brainstorm. Broadway Joe says, wild prediction time. Bailey thinks she's the leader of damage control, but she's not boss enough. There's a secret blue pink haired leader in the shadows. Okay, Broadway Joe, I see what's up. I like that mind games of who is the leader. I like that. We got Tund Uade, who sends in a super chat saying who get kicked who gets kicked out of the faction first, Damien or Bailey. And who do you think will be the fourth member of the female? Ain't Jade Cargill for sure. Okay, so uh today here thinks that it's not going to be Jade Cargill for sure. I can't say anything for sure. I can't work off of that, but let me let me take a second. I need to look at this freaking roster and see who the hell else can be part of this on the women's side on the other side who else can be part of it okay I'm looking at this all right who else would we put up there uh, we haven't seen Meechin in a while but they would have to do a little bit of explaining for that one there's Zelina Vega as well Zelina Vega But there really isn't that many other options, guys, honestly, like there really is not everybody else is part of damage control. And if not, they're already part of the team. So really, the only people you have left is Zelina Vega, as well as Michin. So I don't know, man, that could be a direction that they go, or maybe it could be Jade Cargill, right? We'll see what they end up doing on that end of things. We got a couple more people. We got a lot of people sending in some good predictions here. Ru- Chris sends in Roxanne. I don't know, guys. I don't know if it will be somebody from NXT. I only think I. the reason for that is they would have to do a whole lot of explaining in terms of just seamlessly bringing somebody in. I think that would be a lot easier. I don't know. I kind of would like it if they did Zelina because she's been doing a good job. And she, they could do. Here's the thing with Meechan and Zelina. There's two things that they have in common, both Meechan and Zelina. Zelina is part of the LWO. Meechan is part of the OC. So for them, they know what it's like to have a group of friends. They know what it's like to have a group. So they could approach it as, we know you're missing somebody. We know you need somebody. And we know what it's like to have friends at your side. So I think I can be part of you guys your guys's group and help you out because we know what an important how important a team is I don't know something along those lines I'm trying to think baby face that's that's probably something that they could possibly do Johnny sends in a super chat saying Denise Salcedo can be the fourth member oh lord they would not win war games bro I would come out and I would be like freaking Titus (laughs) I would be like running and then fall boom (laughs) It would be a disaster. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it a whole lot. We got more people bringing up uh, also Mako Satamora. She's a phenomenal wrestler and she has had great matches um, multiple times recently on NXT. Love the one that she had with Roxanne Perez. God, I don't even remember how long ago that was, but I don't think so either. I don't think so. Call Me Crazy says, B-Fab helps damage control Liv and Zelina on the others. I don't think so. I don't think it would be B-Fab either, especially because she doesn't really go out and wrestle. She's more of a manager type, personality type versus a wrestler type, (laughs) if that makes any sense. All right, we got a DWO member. Arg is in here who just became a brand new member. Thank you so much to Arg for joining All right, guys, we got a lot of good stuff in here about who could end up helping out Bianca and Charlotte Shotzi. I'm kind of hoping out of all the names that we named here, I'm kind of hoping for it to be Jade. I'll be real with you guys. I would like it to be Jade Cargill. And especially I know that they're kind of they don't want to just throw her out there. But I feel like if she were to be in this War Games match, there's so much freaking going on in a War Games match that I think she could really go in there and I don't know, just do the part. I think she'd be great. That's, I really do think she would be great in that matchup and she wouldn't have so much focus just on her if it was a singles match right when you're in there with a bunch of other people and you got all these smoke and mirrors and things going on I think that it would probably be not only big for not only big for news value in terms of having Jade on the actual card but also just hey man I think this would be a good idea that's where I'm at right now that's really where I'm at Musa858 says Jade feels like a raw superstar Dude, I'm telling. Oh, Dan Jackson brought up Liv Morgan. Ah, oh, I hadn't. I hadn't thought of Liv Morgan in a second. So, hmm. All right. Isn't Liv Morgan over on Raw, or she's on SmackDown? We I haven't seen her in a while, but she is last. Last she was on SmackDown. Okay. I didn't see her on the roster, so I wasn't sure if there was some movement going on there. So we'll see. All right. In terms of Jade on the brands, don't know anymore, guys. You guys know when she appeared on SmackDown, I thought she was going to go to SmackDown. When she appeared on Raw, I thought she was going to go to Raw. When she appeared on NXT, I'm like, oh, she's doing NXT. Oh, she's doing everything. I give up, guys. Until they officially say it. Until they officially say it. I'm not predicting anymore. And thank you to everybody. Liv is on Raw. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, so that's where we're at with what went down with the women. We'll circle back to that if anything else pops up. But there is another big topic that we got to get into. And the other big topic that we have to discuss is the turn of Santos Escobar. So Brandon Rosen had sent in this super chat saying, am I alone in thinking that they hot shotted Santos's heel turn here? I feel like they could have stretched out the story until Survivor Series and then pulled the trigger. Thoughts. So Brandon, I'm going to tell you, we all have known that this turn was coming, right? Like that was the natural progression of this story. We all knew it. We've been waiting for it. We've been waiting for it. With that being said, look, I think that the way that it went down was not great. And I'll tell you why. It wasn't wasn't bad. Let me correct myself. Just because it wasn't great does not mean that it was bad. So let's think about this. Santos Escobar accidentally, who knows? We could argue accidentally left the brass knucks on the ring apron and took off. He was supposed to be helping Rey Mysterio. In the end, that did not help out Rey Mysterio. Why? Because Logan Paul used those brass knucks to hit Rey Mysterio and thus become the US champion. Okay, it could have been an accident. It it, it could have not been done purposely. Rey Mysterio seemed fine today because he came out, he did a promo, and he addressed his loss to Logan Paul. He didn't seem upset at Santos Escobar. He didn't even acknowledge Santos Escobar. It seemed like all was good, right? Okay. Then Carlito comes out and he interrupts Rey Mysterio. And everybody's like, why is Carlito interrupting Rey Mysterio? So Carlito comes out and he says, him well he didn't say it like that but I'm adding this him (laughs) He, he basically goes out there and snitches he tells Rey Mysterio that he should not be mad at Logan Paul but that he should be mad at Santos Escobar okay I get where he's saying I get what he's saying but here's the thing Santos Escobar left those brass knucks there. Rey Mysterio could have also grabbed those brass knucks. Granted, Logan Paul got it first. Logan Paul was the one who used the brass knucks. So why shouldn't he be mad at Logan Paul? Logan Paul was the one who grabbed them, made the conscious decision to use them, and has been using them to win matches and thus ended up winning, right? Okay, so then Carlito comes out. He snitches, totally uncool, and we end up getting the match between Carlito and Bobby Lashley. So after this match, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits are attacking and beating up Carlito. Now, Santos Escobar is on the ring apron and he chooses to not help Carlito whatsoever. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, I wouldn't help him out either. He came out and snitched on me. I ain't helping him. He ain't my friend. I don't care that he's getting beat three on one. He snitched on me. Now I know that I'm here siding with the heel and I'm okay with that. I am okay with that because I side with Santos Escobar in this point in time, all right? Then Rey Mysterio comes out and he's kind of gets really angry at Santos Escobar for not helping out Carlito. And so then this ends up causing an actual fight between Santos and Rey with then Santos attacking Rey Mysterio when Rey Mysterio was looking like he was trying to help out Carlito. All right. Now, I know what you guys are going to say. I know what everybody's going to say here. But I think that Carlito was the instigator in all of this. I know he's supposed to be the baby face. But to me, he was the instigator. Anyways. Did they hot shot Santos Escobar's turn on Rey? I would have liked it if, when he didn't help out Carlito, that Rey Mysterio went to him like he did and got upset with him like he did. And I would have liked for Santos to just walk off. Walk off angrily, storm off, and leave. I would have waited maybe just a little bit more for the actual moment in which he put his hands on Rey Mysterio because this man has been his idol this man has been his hero they have been family you don't just put your hands on family just like that you do not do that so I would have liked there to be more more there but then again I guess you can argue that it was perfectly fine but like I said I can't. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't see Carlito here as a baby face. I really do not. I see him as an instigator. He instigated this breakup of a friendship between Santos and his hero, Rey Mysterio. I'm siding with the heel today. All right. That's where I'm at with this one. Thank you so much to Brandon Rosen for the super chat. I appreciate it a whole lot. Seriously, really do. Let's get some more thoughts in here and see what people are saying. This is from Call Me Crazy who says, oh, I already read this one. Oh, wait, did I read this one? He says, "Bfab helps damage control live, and Zelina on the others. Thank you, B- um, Call Me Crazy. I think I read that one already. Uh, Steven Marchuli says that Santos is justified. I would be pissed too. Bro, think about this. Think about you being in the situation of Santos Escobar. Someone come, you accidentally mess up. You accidentally cause for something bad to happen, all right? And then everything seems to be cool, but then someone comes and rats you out. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? He can argue that it was an accident. We don't know that he truly meant what he meant by leaving the brass knucks there. So for that reason, for that reason, I'm siding with Santos Escobar here call me crazy says sounds santo sounded like he just got done listening to stand by eminem before tonight saying him and ray could have been together dude i love that song by the way but it's it's super super sad it's a super sad song but i like that song call me crazy thank you so much for the super chat i appreciate it and yeah yeah now i feel like listening to the song afterwards i haven't listened to it in a while i'm gonna listen to it afterwards because that's some good stuff in there. But anyways, call me crazy. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that a whole lot, man. And Aesthetic Delta says, Alameo, come on. He did it on purpose. We don't know that. We can argue. We can argue that he did not You know, we're just assuming here. Let's not assume. We'll see. All right, guys. <laughs> Kaden Crawford says, I agree with Santos. He called him out. Agreed not helping him out. Yeah, I agree too. All right. Uh, J.D. Varnell says Dragon Lee becomes the newest member of the LWO with Raquel Rodriguez coming soon over from Raw because she wants to be part of the LWO too. Okay, but Dragon Lee, I can definitely definitely see him joining the LWO. And speaking of Dragon Lee, he did have a match today against Cedric Alexander, got a win, It was a rematch. I believe the first match that they had might have been on the FS1 show for SmackDown a couple weeks ago, if I remember correctly. So I was glad that they ran it back so that they can have a little bit more eyeballs on that match because those two work very well together. So we'll see. All right, everyone, let's continue on and let's get to the rest of the conversation. So the other big topic that we need to get into is LA Knight and Grayson Waller. Now, before I get to that, just a friendly reminder to everybody. If you haven't already, head on over to Apple Podcasts and make sure you guys leave a review. I'm officially 15 reviews away from 100. If you guys enjoy this podcast, you enjoy any of my shows or interviews or anything that I do, please go and leave a review. It would really help me out a whole bunch. All right, guys. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there because I just realized we have one big topic left. <laughs> all right so let's get to it the other big topic that we've got is la Knight and grayson waller so my big issue with la Knight for the longest time has been that i haven't been digging his promos all right i thought they were too vanilla too bland same old thing aside from the la Knight, yeah there was and let me talk to y'all That was really it, right? And I've talked about this so many freaking times. I don't even have to repeat it anymore. Well, anyways, breaking news, everyone. Today, for the first time ever, I truly enjoyed an LA Knight promo. Applause. It finally happened today. This was my favorite LA Knight promo that he has done so far in the WWE. So... Let's talk about what went down. And I should have known it was going to be good today because he was going to be in there with Grayson Waller. And Grayson Waller, I've been a fan of his since his NXT days, but he is phenomenal at creeping under your skin, at irritating you, right? That's what he does. That's his character. So there was no way that you can have Grayson Waller go out there and just completely dismantle LA Knight, right? They just couldn't do that. Nope. Nope, you had to have LA Knight come out on top. He just lost this match against Roman Reigns and we're wondering, okay, well, where do you go from here with LA Knights? That's the big question for a lot of people. So LA Knight comes out and he addresses the crowd and he lets them know that he let them down. He didn't, he failed. He didn't get to get the victory over Roman Reigns. And he then says though, that had it not been for jimmy getting involved that he would be champion he even makes sure to tell roman reigns to do whatever it is he thinks he needs to do to make jimmy it was so happy give him a raise give him whatever because if it wasn't for him he would not have his championship anymore and it would be around the waist of alley Knights. so he vows to take out each member of the bloodline one by one and says his story with the bloodline is not over yet. So will Ellie Knight finish the story? Who's actually going to finish their story? Anyways, Grayson Waller comes out and interrupts Ellie Knight and he says, he tells Ellie Knight that he doesn't belong in the ring with Roman Reigns. And I'm thinking... Oh man, what the hell is going to go on here? Is Grayson Waller about to bury Allie Knight on the mic here? Because Grayson Waller has had some good promo stuff. But no, Alley Knight came and he killed it with this one, guys. He had a bunch of jabs. Finally, we got the jabs. That's what we've been wanting, the jabs. He came out here with multiple jabs to Grayson Waller. The first thing he did was insult the man's hair. Said it looked like he had a $5 haircut. He said that the Grayson Waller effect sounded like an STD. He said that he looks like he's not allowed within 50 yards of a school, calling him a creep. And someone reminded me on Twitter, by the way, that Grayson Waller was a history teacher. So this is even funnier now to me, knowing Grayson Waller was a history teacher and him saying that he's too creepy to be allowed within 50, feet, 50 yards of a school good stuff there. And then he goes on to say, because Grayson Waller was coming at him on social media, right? That's Grayson Waller's thing. So then he says, you can't take the boy out of the basement. Let me rephrase that. I messed up. Fuck. All right. He says, you can take the boy out of the basement, but you can't take the basement out of the boy. And then he says that he had big incel energy. And that was pretty much the promo portion of it. So we at least had like five jabs back to back to back to Grayson Waller and I loved all of this there was some good stuff there was only one more thing that I think he should have hit on so the other thing that he should have hit on was what was making the news round for Grayson Waller a couple of weeks ago all over the news or at least on wrestling so wrestling news we were seeing a bunch of headlines of Grayson Waller going after the Swifties Oh, this would have been so freaking perfect for LA Knight to address this because the common misconception about Swifties is that everybody thinks it's just a bunch of little girls that are Swifties, big time, wrong, huge misconception, but Regardless, Alan Knight could have used this to his favor. He could have said something along the lines of, you're out there fighting with little girls. Uh, you're out there fighting with little girls online over Taylor Swift or something like that. I think that would have been really, really good. Uh, so maybe, hopefully, noted down and maybe he could use it some other time because I think that would be really funny, especially given... That it was all over the wrestling news sites about Grayson Waller and the Swifties. So I think had he mentioned that, it would have been even funnier and adding to him not being able to be near schools and the incel energy. So that would have been really good. But, anyways, we ended up having this match and LA Knight wins with the BFK and gets the win. Good for him. Now, there was one thing that I forgot to mention, and that is Kevin Owens was doing commentary on SmackDown Tonight. And Kevin Owens, was freaking great on commentary tonight and expected because Kevin Owens is great on promos. He's great on backstage segments. He's pretty much great at everything he does, right? So after this match, he does give a KO over to Grayson Waller. So we do end up seeing that. But throughout the entire night, man, Kevin Owens added so much life and personality To the broadcasting team like I remember this was the kind of fun we were getting when Pat McAfee was part of SmackDown commentary and I miss little silly things for example during the Dragon Lee match, we had Kevin Owens pointing out the things that he was jealous about, he wishes that he could kick as high as Dragon Lee, then there was. There was something that he said about LA Knight, and now I'm kind of blanking on what the hell that was. But there was some good stuff in there that he kind of mentioned basically throughout the entire show. Oh, yeah, he was saying how, oh, he just learned today that LA Knight was from Los Angeles. I thought that was pretty funny. He changed the yeah to yes. And when he was corrected, he said, well, I'm putting my own spin on it. It was stupid stuff like that. It was all like silly, dumb stuff that ended up working out very nicely. There was another part when Bailey, she was doing her promo, and Bailey was being what chanted and all of these things. And she tells the crowd, Oh, you idiots, you guys would applaud would applaud for yourself. And Kevin Owens says you shouldn't encourage the idiots. It's dumb stuff like that that really works and just adds more life. It adds so much more life to the commentary. Of course with Kevin Owens, he can do stuff like that, but it was very very enjoyable to have him on and I was even kind of bummed when he was taken off of commentary and I know he can't be on commentary every week of course, but it was definitely a lot of fun to have him there for sure. So that's where we're at. Tiger Claw Gaming says was Logan Paul on tonight or does WWE have yet another part-timer holding about? Alright, guys. This was a big topic too. When I was out here predicting Logan Paul was going to win the United States Championship, a lot of people said, well, is he going to appear on the show or is he going to be a part-timer holding the belt? Well, he wasn't on this week's show. uh, They didn't announce him for next week either. We'll see, guys. We will see. I don't know when Logan Paul is going to be on next because for next week, they only announced so far. So Sokoa is back and so far, we, they've been promoting, or not promoting, but on commentary, they basically said that it looks like Sola Koa ended the career of John Cena. They're not outright saying his career's over, but they're saying it looks like he may have ended John Cena's career. So that's where they're at on all of that. And we're also going to be seeing LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso, so that should be a pretty fun match. And as of right now, Logan Paul has not been announced. But... With that being said, we'll wait and see what happens and we'll continue to address that as we move forward. So we'll see, guys. All right. Uh, Kevin says KO doing the Telestrator was hilarious. It was. They even did it. He even did it two times where he was recapping the punch that he gave to Grayson Waller and Austin Theory Two times. Two times they did that. That was a whole lot of freaking fun. And yes, I know that the stag strike is over and a lot of people are bringing that up as well. So we'll see when we get John Cena back for sure. All right. So I think that's kind of about it, everybody. Let's see what we got. I think that's it. Nothing else is coming in. So we pretty much wrapped up Friday Night Smackdown. Before I go, just a friendly reminder, I will be back here tomorrow tomorrow for AEW Collision. So we'll see what that shapes up to be like. I'll be here to talk about that show regardless. And then Sunday, I'm doing a members-only stream. So if you are a member of the DWO, you will be part, you will be invited to be part of a special live stream just for DWO members. So keep an eye out for that. But other than that, everyone, just if you haven't, please head on over to Apple Podcasts leave a review. Like I said, I'm only 15 away from 100. I'm trying to grow the podcast trying to get it to rank a lot higher, trying to get more viewers more more everything so that I can get more sponsors and things like that. So if you guys can do me a solid, that would be freaking awesome. The link is in the description box below. And that's it for me here today. Got more content coming to you guys next week. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend and I will see you guys tomorrow for AEW Collision. Thank you, everybody. Bye.